0: Hello and welcome to the Boxed Out podcast. My name is Harry Wirth and I'm joined by my good friend Jack McDonald for the first time. Welcome, Jack.
1: Hello, it's me. I'm here. We're here. We are uh, very happy to be here. It's um, it's been a long road to get here. Um, but hey, podcast first episode finally starting.
0: Yes, I am very excited. We've talked about this. We've mapped it out for quite some time now, and it's finally come to um, fruition. And Yeah, really stoked about that. So just just to give the listeners a bit of background, um, Jack and I first became good friends in primary school, went to high school together. Um, We now live in different cities. We're in our early mid-twenties and we love sports. Um, What are your favourite sports, Jack?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, just a bit of insight. Basketball, obviously. This will be a mostly basketball orientated podcast, but Geez, I will watch just about anything. Um, love a bit of UFC, love a bit of rugby, cricket, whatever New Zealand is playing in, I will watch American football, whatever. You name it, I'll watch it or attempt to play it. Um, not so <laughs> not so good at playing as I am watching, but um, yeah, how about yourself?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know I've been into basketball for most of my life, um, but on the side, there also tennis is up there for me. I watch a bit of F one um, as well as the UFC, especially if Izzy's he's fighting. Um, and can't can't miss the All Blacks or the big Super Game. So we've got a bit of overlap. Lots to talk about. Lots happening in the sporting world. And um, yeah, we we put together so 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 much effort um, on a weekly basis, daily basis with our shit chat about sports we're doing predictions documents and whatnot and we just thought why not use an audio platform to talk about it
1: yeah for sure i mean yeah we spend so much time doing this anyway so why not record it you know fantasy basketball i'm in four leagues this year fantasy football two leagues you know we're writing up entire word documents with just about every prediction for the nba season and every bit that we like you know (laughs) there's a lot of content here
0: and we we took our main so jack and i are co-commissioners in our main fantasy basketball league and we've decided to um go the extra mile with that this year doing formal press announcements and you name it so why not take it one step further and start a sports podcast
1: yeah i think Um, we have a bit too much time on our hands (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: yes we sure do now To kick us off, the NBA season for 2022-2023 starts tomorrow.
1: It sure does.
0: Every year we do a season's prediction ballot. We've completed those um, over the last couple of days, and we don't know what each other have predicted. And we're going to go through them um, today on this Mm -hmm. episode, the first episode of the Boxed Out podcast. So... The way, the order that this is going to go is we're going to talk about our predictions for the conferences, the playoff seeding, as well as the sorry ass teams that have no chance. And then from there, we're going to take it to the regular season awards, um, just the standard ones and go from there. And if we have time at the end, we might talk about um, some of our favorite bets for the season. Is that all yeah. on board with you, Jack?
1: Yeah, no, I think I think that's what we're gonna cover. Um, I just wanna pre preface this by saying we d- are fans of teams and there may be uh some slightly biased predictions in here. Uh so I'm just gonna get it all out there. I am a huge Denver Nuggets fan. I have been pretty much since I started watching basketball and uh yeah, Jokic is the greatest player in the league right now.
0: And following on from that, did you want to kick us off with your Western Conference predictions?
1: Well, you got to tell, tell me where your ties lie. Tell tell everyone. The purple and I know, gold. I know it's embarrassing, but you have to let them know.
0: The purple and gold, that's it. Um,
1: yeah, okay. I try my well, best um, not
0: to be like the rest of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least you're trying. Okay, let's do this. So, in the West, we'll kick it off with the West. So, the way I see things, and I'm sure you would probably agree with me here, there are a clear four teams that will be missing the playoffs in the West. I don't think they have any chance. Um, so, them for them, we've got Thunder, the Spurs, the Jazz, and the Rockets. Mm-hmm. I think the Spurs might not win 20 games this year. They're going to be horrific. This, honestly, their roster might be the worst opening night roster I've seen in years. They're going to be dreadful. So let's not spend too much time Yeah, I just,
0: them. I just want to say the difference between the Spurs and the other teams is the other teams are going to have to rest some of their their good guys to lose. The Spurs are going to lose playing their best guys.
1: Yeah, um, yeah so, definitely. Yeah. Some talent there, but just oh. for this season, it's not going to happen. No, but not, not even the, close. It's probably what they're wanting to do, to be honest. Um, yeah, and then so that is the bottom four teams in the West, but there's going to be another team that doesn't even make the play-in. And for me, that is Portland. Um, I just, I think they're in that, that lower play-in tier, but I just I just can't see it for them this year. I I like Jeremy Grant as a role player. I like Josh Hart as a role player. But when it comes down to it, Dame's a year older and I don't know. I just don't see it with this roster. Like Nurkic, he was we've been waiting for Nurkic to be a top ten center for about five years now and it hasn't happened. Um <laughs> Yeah, what, what do you think? Is, is Portland yeah, making I mean, it for you?
0: I'm, I'm on board with that prediction. I think that Dame's coming off a real serious abdomen injury. I think that him and Simons are going to be atrocious on defence. Um, but I think my prediction of them missing the play-in is probably more leveraged on the fact that I think they're going to throw in the towel um, as the season goes on. I think they're going to realise they have no chance. And either that's going to be because dame wants to trade and he's going to be traded or it's going to be because dame doesn't come back um as healthy as we expect him to be
1: yeah I mean how many more years are they going to be rolling out rolling out dame in a cast of you know not quite stars but good role players it's yeah I'm the so... ti- the time yeah the time's going to be up soon there and this could be the season and if there was going to be any season to do it this is the one with the draft class coming up
0: Exactly, I'm I'm glad my boy CJ got out of there. So, yeah. Um, shall we move to um our play-in predictions? Is that how we're going to yes. do this?
1: Cool. Yes. So, I think in the Blazers tier of teams, but making the play-in, I have Sacramento coming in at tenth. Um, I think they're going to be better than what most people think. I think this could be the year end the drought depending on how lucky they get in the one-off play-in games mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i just think their roster is a lot better than it has been you know bringing in kevin Herder, bringing in malik monk keegan murray is going to be that type of rookie that is ready to go straight away you know we got half a season of sabonis and fox last year and it worked mm-hmm. it did work um and then you've got guys like harrison barnes You've got Rashawn Holmes. Like it is not a bad roster at all, but it's it's just not enough with how stacked the West is. What what do you think? Where do you have where do you have the Kings?
0: Yep, I've got the Kings tenth as well. Um, I agree with what you've said, um, but I just don't think they've got enough guys to go any further than that. We're still still trying to figure out who Fox is. If he's just mm. putting up, you know, twenty five and nine. Um, and losing by 20 every night or if he's really going to impact winning Um, especially Sabonis being such a such a great passer as a big and Fox's lack of jump shooting I think that limits them to an extent so I'd really like to see how um, Keegan Murray and Kevin Herder and Davian Mitchell um, can Mm. develop alongside um, Sabonis
1: yeah definitely an exciting team but just with the West this year, I I just can't I can't see it, and I can see them jumping up one or two places from here, but I can't see them being a top six team. Uh, yeah, not in the no, slightest.
0: No, neither. Now I think this is where we're going to start to disagree. So if you <laughs> I think you. So if you just um, roll, give me your nine, eight, and seven, okay. round out your playing teams off the okay. bat.
1: Okay, I think. Um, Nine, we have the Lakers. Uh, (laughs) Again. (laughs) Again. I am not saying that the Lakers are worse than any of the teams above them. I just think that they're most likely to be in the spot with how strong the West is. So nine, Lakers, eight, Timberwolves, seven. And I wanted to put them higher, the Pelicans.
0: Interesting yeah interesting all right we've got a bit of overlap um at nine i have the timberwolves yeah um i think the long and short of it is i really don't like rudy gobert and i'm an emotional um predictor yeah not so emotional that i've got the lakers much higher um at eight now this is going to be controversial but i have the clippers yeah. Okay. I, I think they've got a very deep team, but um I don't know how healthy they'll be. And at seven I have the Lakers.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I think that range for the Lakers is, is probably where they're gonna be. I I can see them jumping up to eight or seven. Anything higher than that, like I, I they have the talent, but I just, in the regular season, I just can't see them doing what some of these other teams are going to do. Like the Grizzlies, for example, are going to be trotting out young guys every night that are hungry to win. And the Lakers, meanwhile, have a 38 year old amazing player, but 38 year old on their yeah. roster who's their best player. And obviously, Anthony Davis is perpetually injured.
0: Yeah, I it's, mean, there, yeah. there's hope there's hope there with me picking them seventh that um, you know, LeBron and AD are going to play 65 games that um, either Russ is going to come off the bench like we saw in the preseason or at least conform to what the Lakers need a little bit more or even um, the Laker hopeful mid-season trade. Um,
1: It's always there, isn't it? But yeah, I
0: I think that's enough about the Lakers. The Clippers you disagree with me. You've got them higher. Don't tell me where you've got them. Yeah. But do you see where I'm coming from? Do you see why I've got them at?
1: I think it's a very similar thing to the Lakers where I think the roster is way deeper, way more talented. <laughs> it is. Um, but also you, I feel like you see this with a lot of, I don't know, these veteran teams with guys that have been there. We're not, being there as in one, but being there as in being in the league, being through the playoffs, you tend to see them understanding that the regular season is not where it matters. And Mm. I can see where you're coming from. And also you can't ignore Kawhi being out for so long. He's, he's not going to play, you know, over 70 games. I don't think. Well,
0: I hope he does for my fantasy team. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that when you're bringing in someone as talented as Kawhi and even Paul George um, in and out of the lineup um, throughout the season, I think the same way that that impacts the Lakers, I think it's going to impact the Clippers, especially when you've got a few prove it guys like um, John Wall and Reggie Jackson. Um, they're going to go from 25 shots one night to barely cracking double digits the next, and I'm not too sure how they're going to respond. Um, last year, mm. they did great, but that was just Paul George in and out of the lineup. I think that might be a little bit different with Kawhi.
1: Yeah, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Um, and I think it's a totally different story in the playoffs. Just, oh, yep. just Just putting that out there, totally different story. I do have them higher in the regular season, but... In the postseason, they're probably a top three team in the West.
0: Yep. I mean, and just just to um, clarify, I think that the Lakers and the Clippers will be the two teams to come out of the play in the West. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure which order. I actually, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which order, if it's going to be Lakers 7 or Lakers 8. But um, yeah, I definitely don't have Minnesota um, beating either of those teams. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard to bet against both of those teams in a single game. Yeah. Um, just because all of that, all of those issues that stop them being the high seed in the West, they don't exist in this one-off play-in game. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, should we oh, move on? Can we just quickly
0: uh, touch on Minnesota? Because they've made some changes. Yeah. And I mean, I know you you love Anthony Edwards. Yep. Um, who's going to be the best player in Minnesota this year?
1: Anthony Edwards. By far? I think, well, not by far, but he is a stud. And there's a reason why he is the favorite for most improved player. Mm-hmm. I think he, he has everything right there. And it's just got to click. And it has clicked. And we've seen it in parts of the season, you know, whole week stretches, month stretches and individual games where he has looked like, honestly, like a top 15 player in the entire league. Um, He's him. He's got the dog. He he. Sure, oh, he sure does. Yeah. yeah um, and look, Gobert's great. We know, like, biases aside, we both don't like him, but. He's going to be good. He's going to make their defense better. It's, again, it's just because of how stacked the West is.
0: Yeah. I mean, Um, facing your Nuggets, Minnesota versus the Nuggets, you've got Jokic and Gobert banging down low. Who the hmm. fuck is Kat going to guard? Who are you putting him on? Are you putting him on Michael Porter Jr.? Aaron Gordon running around the perimeter? Where, where has like cats shown us that he can't even defend the paint where he's standing still, let alone chasing quicker wings around the perimeter? And I think that's going to be a big limitation. Um,
1: yeah, for the I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then at seven, I I know you're high on this team. I said before that I had the Pelicans at seven. I really, really wanted to put them higher and I've said to you over the last few weeks that I think they could be a top 4 seed. I I honestly it. it's yeah honestly it's just because the other teams have proven that they can win over 50 games. Yep. That's that's all it comes down to I think you know we we saw them towards the second half of last season just tear it up they started off as one of the worst teams in the league i'm pretty sure and then that the one playoff series where they lost but i think they showed way more than just uh just a series loss it was it was pretty incredible and that is without zion who it's going to be great. Obviously, yeah.
0: I mean, I've got quite a bit to say about the Pelicans, but I'll save that for um, where we get to the rest of our um, seedings. Yeah. Um, because I have them quite high. Um, mm. do you want to go through just off the cuff? Um, name the six teams that you've got. Um, making the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So, in order. Yes. Yeah, start. We'll start oh, yeah, start that. from six. Yeah, okay, so uh, at six, I have the Mavericks. I think they slightly overachieved last year. Not a great roster. Mm -hmm. Um, Five, I have the Clippers. Again, same stuff I was saying before. Four, I have the Grizzlies. Three, I have the Nuggets. Two, the Warriors. And one, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, but the Suns.
0: (laughs) All right.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you think about that?
0: <laughs> At six, I've got Phoenix. I think it's all gone to shit. I think Chris Paul's another year older. I think DeAndre Ayton's pissed. Um, I think they're losing Jay Crowder. And, yep, I think they're going to struggle.
1: <laughs> okay, let me jump in there. Before you continue, <laughs> since when has any team ever been like, fuck, we're losing Jay Crowder, that's it? We're done.
0: The Suns, it's when they said that they're only trading Jay Crowder for someone that is like Jay Crowder. Now, I, I just think that there's a lot going on there. Um, the Sava issues, the Aiton contract extensions, I think the absolute humiliation of, um, last year's loss. And I think that we're due for another injury ridden season for a couple of those guys. Um, they've had pretty good health for the past couple of years. I know, I know they have missed some time and Cameron Payne's stepped up, but yeah, I think, um, it's going to result in them struggling a bit more this year.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to jump in there because I have them as the one seed. So last year they won, what was it? 64 games. Yeah. I mean a lot. And the roster hasn't changed that much. And What, if they are the sixth seed, they're probably winning 48 games, 47 games. So you think they lose, what, 15, 16, 17 more games than last year? I can see it.
0: I think their their fall is a combination of both um, the reasons I said before, but also I think that a lot of the other teams in the West are stronger um and are going to be more motivated but hey pr- prove me wrong phoenix i actually don't know how many games they've got against those chump teams down the bottom but um yes not very high on phoenix this year
1: yeah okay well fair enough i completely disagree <laughs> but that's again, what we're for. again it's the worst anything can happen with these top six or seven teams i i, I I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen, but I just can't, I can't quite see them having that much of a fall off when the roster is so similar. essentially, yep. essentially the same. And you talked about the humiliation of game seven last year. I honestly don't think that impacts professional athletes that much. Um, mm. But yeah, anyway, agree to disagree. Yes.
0: Now we'll go. I'll go Who's I'll, up next? I'll just round off mine, my next five um, okay. off the cuff. So five, I've got, Dallas. Four, I've got Memphis. Three, I've got the Pelicans. Two, I've got Denver. One, I've got the Warriors.
1: Love it. So, love it.
0: We've got Dallas quite similar. Um, I think, yeah, I, I agree that they overachieved. I think their roster is pretty mid. Um, but I'm really excited to see what a full season of um, Luka and Dinwiddie and Tim Hardaway Jr. can look like from the guard position and then also the integration of Christian Wood. Um, I think he's got the, the chance to be the clear-cut second-best player for them. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he's going to need to do more than just put up, put up numbers, as he has done. He's going to actually need to impact winning.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be hard for him. He loves his numbers. But... I... I think part of the reason why we're ranking them here is, do you want your second best player to be Christian Wood?
0: Absolutely not.
1: No. That, and that is... Yeah, that's partly why I have them so low, is I just think... This is not a knock against Luca. Luca is incredible. It's just this roster around him. Like, at least Brunson last year could take guys off the dribble, mm. he could play a bit of isolation, he could pass, you know, he's a great shooter. With him gone, like, is Dinwiddie stepping into that role? Because I'm pretty sure the Wizards were wanting to trade him for pennies. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, you had the same problem you've got with Christian Wood, with Spencer Dinwiddie. He was just caring about his numbers, and, um, they yeah, they did want him gone. But I think what I'm banking on here as Luka Doncic, I think that he is talented enough and special enough to win Dallas games. Um, I think if he gets injured or um, the team suffers any injuries, they're going to fall drastically. Um, I mean, realistically, Phoenix is probably going to going to beat them, but I am putting my eggs in Luka's basket over um, Booker's mm. basket.
1: It's a good basket to have
0: them in. Yes, it
1: is. (laughs) Now, where did
0: you have Memphis again? You had them... I had them four. Yeah, so we've both got Memphis four.
1: Yeah. um, Well, yeah, I mean, I'll jump into that one. Um, Jar was really good last year. And the weird thing was the Grizzlies were better without him.
0: Supposedly. I don't...
1: well, yeah. I mean, that's what the numbers said. I don't think that's actually the case.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The reason why I have them at four instead of one or two, where they could have ended... Well, I think they did end up as... Was it two last yeah, I year? I think it was two, yeah. It could easily happen again. Um, but I think now that the Grizzlies have gotten a taste of the playoffs they're going to tone it back just slightly Mm -hmm. in the regular season, just ever so slightly and ever so slightly can be the difference between the one seed and the four seed in this conference. Um, that would be like my, (laughs) I don't know, emotional analysis of it. But when you actually look at the roster, Jaron Jackson's out for God knows who, how long, um, they're saying he's at the front end of his timeline, which would put him mid-November-ish, so only a couple of weeks into the season. But knowing the Grizzlies' medical staff, it could easily be February when he comes back. And he was an, an all-defensive player last year. Um, that can't be ignored. I think Melton leaving, mm-hmm. that is, that is going to be big. He is a fantastic player. Um. Yeah, am I am I forgetting? Forgetting? I, I think um,
0: Desmond Bain is going to be interesting this year, just to see how he develops mm. and how he progresses. He was yeah. very very good in the playoffs last year, um, mm. but yeah, I, I think they're going to tone it down a little bit. Jar got injured in the playoffs, um, and I think that health is going to become more important to them, and mm. they might rest rest well not rest players, but you know t- t- take a few nights off. Um, and I also think that the Grizzlies are known now. They're going right, to yeah, be scouted but, yeah. heavily by other teams. Teams are going to want to beat yeah. them. I mean, they talk a lot of shit. Teams are yeah. going to want to knock them off the porch. And I think that's going to play a factor.
1: Yeah, well, definitely. Over an 82-game season, you know, if you have those nights where last year a team might have not prepared so seriously, you know, mm. it's a it's a Wednesday afternoon, you know, you're in the middle of a road trip. It's it might not be to the level that teams prepare this year. And that that could honestly be the difference. Yeah. But um yeah, four seed, I think they could be as good as last year. But um I would like to jump up to the team I have at three. And you have at two. The Denver Nuggets, the
0: mighty Denver Nuggets,
1: and look at that, my team, and you have them higher than me. Hmm. Um. Surprising. Okay. Yep. Well, let me just talk for a moment. So last year, MVP season for Jokic was probably the worst support. Uh, the worst starting five outside of Jokic. In the league, like those four guys towards the end of the season, it, it was it's incredible that Jokic won that many games with this team, and you know you bring in Bruce Brown, you bring in KCP, you bring in Ish Smith, not bad players, and then you have Jamal Murray who's had a year and a half out with his knee, should be fully healthy. And you have Michael Porter Jr., who is always an injury risk, but you have him coming back. He was right up there when he was playing as one of the best young players in the league. Um, Yeah, I just think this roster is going to be great. This is, since I've been a basketball fan, probably the best Denver roster I've seen, and I just think they're going to be a juggernaut in the regular season. What do you think?
0: I mean, I don't disagree with you. I've put them second. And the reason for that is I think the off-season acquisitions have not just helped them thrive around Jokic and Murray and Porter Jr., but I think that they're going to help them when those players are resting or out. I think... Hmm. um, you're going to you're going to have someone like bones come in and handle the rock lead the second unit put points up he's gonna he's gonna give jamal murray the time to recover without the team missing a beat on offense from the guard position um and Mm. then kcp slotting in there um he doesn't want the ball he just wants to play defense and hit the side of the backboard from the corner that's 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 all kcp wants to do and this team has a spot for him um aaron gordon we can stop pretending like he's going to be an all-star and just let him go out there and do a nice dunk every now and again hit a three and play some defense um Mm. and michael porter jr dynamic long scorer that i think is a better defensive player than many people give him credit for. I mean, he was shocking the first couple of years, but he was, he was showing me a bit of that Kuzma, Kuzma energy, um, before he got <laughs> injured there. Um,
1: <laughs> you would, you would kill to have drafted Michael Porter Jr. over, over Kuzma. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm high on Denver. Um, just like you. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just think they're going to be good. There's, There's not much to it, and Jokic is going to be Jokic, and he is one of the highest floor raisers in the league. I don't think we need to say any more there. I just, they're going to be good. Even if guys miss games, they're still going to be good. Yep,
0: without a doubt. Um, Cool. And so the team that I've got one, and you have two, is Golden State.
1: Mm.
0: Why do I think they're going to be one? I think that we're going to have... A better clay. A Wiggins that settled into his role alongside Stefan and Draymond. I think Steph is going to be Steph. And I think that Poole and Kaminga and Moody and the other guys they've gotten are going to gel. Um, Wiseman, who knows what he can be. I just, I think they've got a lot of young depth. And that's going to result in them being able to win games without Steph and those other guys going, um, all the time.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with you. And to be honest, I, I think I might put them at one over the suns. Um, put the suns at six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not insane. Uh, no, Get, maybe get the Warriors up to one just because like thinking about it now you haven't, don't think you've convinced me but this was a debate I was having when I was writing these predictions is when Draymond was playing they had the best defense in the league mm-hmm. um, and that's not just an opinion like all the metrics back that up, that is with Steph playing and that is with Paul playing I just think Draymond unlocks so much for this team um, him being healthy Clay being healthy, Paul obviously is going to keep getting better. I mean, I think you've covered everything already. They're going to be mm. they're going to be good, and I think they still care about the regular season more than some of these other veteran West teams.
0: Yeah, I think they they've always got something to prove. I think Steph, um, he wants to have one more great. Well, I mean, he probably wants to have several more great years, but I think this is a real opportunity for him to have another great regular season. I think. He was awesome a couple of years ago when they missed missed out, um, missed the playoffs. Um, and I'd like to see that happen again. Um, I think also, I don't quite think that we're going to see a team in the West win 64 games like we saw with the Suns last year. I think that number is probably more going to be the late 50s. Mm. And I think that's because of how tight it is up the top there.
1: Um, yeah, I th- yeah, everyone sort of eats away at each other's Yeah, and I, th- I think that
0: plays into favour um, with the Warriors. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, I I don't disagree. I think those are pretty solid predictions. I think the Suns are a bit low for me on your We list, haven't talked
0: but... about the Pelicans yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you
1: want to talk about the Pelicans. I want to talk Pelicans. about the Pelicans.
0: I've got the Pelicans you... at three, mm-hmm. a lot higher than you. But I think we have a team that tasted the playoffs last year. They've got a veteran leader in CJ who I think is just awesome. I think they've got lots of wing depth and defenders that complement the rest of um, their, their other guys. Herb Jones, amazing. I think that Brandon Ingram really came into his own last year as a two-way dynamic scorer and player. And then I think Zion's return is going to energize the team. I think he is going to be pissed off that he wasn't a part of the success last year and that he's going to want to be even more part of it um, this year. And I think Valentinus is the exact big that you want to um, have um, next to those guys. Um yeah. That that that's it. I think that I think they're going to be motivated. And I think they've yeah, got the
1: talent I, to back mm, it up. I yeah, I I so desperately wanted to put them as like a fourth seed. But just yeah, I mean the West is so stacked, but I can really I can see that happening. They have such a well-constructed roster and like even looking past some of their top guys, you know, you've got you got Larry Nance, who mm. is fantastic. You got Trey Murphy, Devontae Graham, was yep, Devonte Graham, good backup point guard, and then Alvarado as yeah. well. You know, you've you've got all these guys that are winning players.
0: They've also got a shit ton of picks. What if they decided halfway through, like? Oh shit! Like we're gonna trade some of those young guys and some picks and grab a uh, Beal or uh, Miles Turner or whoever. Um, you mm. know they've got the they've got the ammo to to be a yeah. real power player come the trade deadline as well. But I think they've got enough to be the three seed even without that. But I mean, in saying this, lots of those teams, particularly those top six teams, um, are all interchangeable, really.
1: Um, mm, yeah, I, yeah. I think you have a couple of tears within the West, mm. but for the most part, you know, we could we could look up in February and the Mavs are the one seed. Yeah, you know, I feel like any, nearly anything Absolutely. could happen with this conference. Um, but I mean, moving on to the other conference, I feel like we won't get to the top straight away but I think there are two teams alone at the top. Um, We'll get to that in a moment, but let's go through teams missing the playoffs, Pacers, Pistons. uh, Magic. Magic, yeah. Hornets, yeah, Hornets are going to be bad. I don't know why they're not grouped in with these (laughs) other teams. I think they're going to be terrible. And then um, I have the Wizards missing. Um, Do you?
0: Yes, I do, but I think that they're close to the Knicks. Sorry, Ollie. Um, I think that they're going to be close um, to the play-in, yep. but it all depends how, how much they chuck it in.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, looking at my predictions now, I actually have the Wizards written down as the 10th seed, but thinking about it today, I wanted to get the Knicks in there. So I've got the Knicks up at 10th, Wizards at 11th. <laughs> um, the Knicks not really too much to say really i think they're just sort of that mid-level team that's gonna continue to being that and i don't see any path for them to be higher than a play-in team at all
0: yeah and i think that they've spent too much money and got too many guys that they think are stars to join the um sorry teams down the bottom there um i am excited to see how um sorry that how Jalen could unlock rj um RJ has shown a bit of progression, a lot of progression the last couple of years. And I think being a um, secondary ball handler um, will benefit him. But again, Mm. they don't have enough to compete with the rest of the East.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, And moving up to ninth. Just round up, round up.
0: Go your nine, eight.
1: All right. Yeah, I got Bulls. Bulls in ninth, Hawks in eighth, and Heat in seventh to round out the play in. Thoughts?
0: I've got Bulls in (laughs) nine, the Hawks in eight, Mm -hmm. and the Raptors in seven. So our nine and eight are the same there. Um,
1: Yeah. Not much to talk about, really, I don't think, with the Bulls. Um, Just, they're more talented than every team below them. But I just don't think they have the power to get up any higher than that. Um, Vooch
0: has been really disappointing for them. Lonzo's injured. He has been. Um, And I think they're going to need to make a decision pretty quickly whether they want to give um, Io and Pat Pat Will um, considerable minutes or if they want to keep um, running the the veterans to end up with a play-in spot.
1: Yeah, well, I think they'll give it a crack. You know, Derozan will be scoring as twenty eight points per game. Yeah, Levine will be Levine. Like they're good players, but yeah, can't Not see enough. it. Not enough. Yeah, Hawks in eight. I don't mind the Dejounte trade at mm-hmm. all. Um, I think it's a good trade for them. I think it's what Trey needs because uh, wh- who who else has he played with? That is a competent ball handler, isolation scorer, you know, passer, Mm -hmm. creator. There's no one there. And last year in the playoffs against the Heat, that was absolutely abysmal (laughs) from Trey. And that was because the Heat could just focus on Trey and there was no one else that could do anything on that roster. So, DeJounte, great addition. Like, we know how good he is on yeah. defense. Oh. Like, him and Trey can switch between point guard and shooting guard depending on the night, mm-hmm. depending on the matchup. Um, you know, they're a pretty deep team. They've got John Collins, Capella, a ok- Okonwu there as well. You know, you'll probably get a bit of DeAndre Hunter running the four. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's it's not a bad roster. But to me, to get any higher, Trey needs to show a bit more that he's focused on winning than he has in the past.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be the the deciding factor with how, how well Trey meshes with DeJounte Murray. I think Trey needs to play off ball a bit more. He needs to keep the defense guessing. And we haven't seen him be willing to do that. But like you pointed out, um, he hasn't played with someone that's going to get him the ball in the right spot. So maybe that will change. I think that after talking so much shit, after them galloped into the East Finals a couple of years ago, um, it was a bit humiliating yeah. for him last year. Yeah, and oh, I mean, I, it yeah, I, I agree. I think that that might, you know, flick a switch for him um, to play the team game a bit more. But even then, um, yeah, I just don't. There's, there's, just, there's better just better teams. teams. Yeah.
1: Um, so I had the heat at seven. Yep. I'm curious how much above that do you have them?
0: I've got them a bit higher. Okay. I think um, I've got the heat at four. Just to spoil my predictions there, so I've got them ahead okay. of a couple of teams. Okay. Um,
1: I didn't love the pick. Should, what should we should we get to talking about the heat once we? Yeah, get up to yeah. Four. Let's let's
0: do that. I think maybe where do you have toronto i had toronto at seven
1: so i i have them at six so one spot above so
0: i i think toronto i mean they're a good team they play hard they they play as a unit we've got good continuity there and we've got a excellent young guy um i mean they proved us wrong last year by winning a ton of games but i think that's because nick nurse was playing playing all their guys 40 minutes um mm. I actually wanted to have them higher but um yeah I just I wasn't sure about it this year.
1: Yeah, well, I mean I have them at 6 but something tells me that they could be top 3. Yeah, I mean and their I just I just think they have such a well-rounded roster and mm-hmm. Nick Nurse is a genius. He's going to get the the best out of any player that's on that team you know they've on defense they've got four switchable guys and Fred Van Vliet <laughs> who is who, who is who is a dog you yeah. know he's going to be getting steals steals left right and center you know it's it's a really really good roster um I would love yeah would have loved to put them higher but there's just teams teams above them that I like a bit more yeah um I, yeah Who who would you have coming in at six? I've got
0: Brooklyn coming in at six. Yeah. Yeah, so the rest of my um, East, I've got Brooklyn at six, Cleveland at five, Miami at four, Boston at three, Milwaukee at two, and Philly at one.
1: Mm, Interesting. I have nearly the exact same thing. Um, So all of my teams are shifted up one spot, except the Heat are down at seven. So at six, the Raptors, at five, the Nets, four, the Cavs, three, the Celtics. And then I think in a class of their own, you have the Bucks and the Sixers. So really our top three um, are the same.
0: Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, yeah. in that order. Right. Or oh, give or yeah. take. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think there's all oh, clearly, but there's <laughs> definitely that that middle tier, I think, of Miami, Cleveland, Brooklyn, and Toronto. I think they're interchangeable. I think they're all really talented teams, good rosters. Um, I'm really excited um, for Cleveland this year, which is why I've got them over Brooklyn. I know you're very excited for Cleveland this year. Always. And with Brooklyn, I want to to see that team work. I mean, I think they've got the ability or the talent to put out really beautiful basketball. But I just don't trust them. Um,
1: yeah, I. it would be a struggle for me to bet against them in the playoffs. But just for regular, se- reg- regular season seeding purposes, mm. I think that range is right for them. Um, just because of their, of KD and... We don't know how many games he's going to play. Kyrie should be back, and he should be playing pretty much every single game, barring injury. Um, Yeah, I I, I do think they're a good roster. And Ben Simmons, as much as people love to hate on him, he is a good player. And he is going to carry that defense a lot. Um, But yeah, I think this is the the correct range.
0: Yeah, I think their three best guys don't play that much. KD's been injured. Mm. Kyrie's been injured and doing God knows what. And Ben Simmons has been refusing to play all that. But looking looking back to Kyrie's Boston days, so he played 60 games, 67, 20, 54, and 29 last year. So we're talking about someone that's just not, hasn't been that available. And Mm. I'm not going to bet on him playing 75 games because that's what Brooklyn will need um, to be any higher in this East.
1: Yep, agree. Um, so above them, do you have the Cavs? Yep. So, yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the Cavs. Garland is one of my favourite players in the league. I think he is a real throwback to that true point guard archetype. He's a fantastic passer, Mm -hmm. great isolation player, off-the-dribble shooter. You know, he gets everyone involved, um, and I really think he has an opportunity here to jump into that upper echelon of players, you know, be in that top 15 range, just because he is so talented, so dynamic, and he is... Just a winning player, in yep, my opinion. I agree. Um, and you know, for the rest of this roster, I think they they've got a gap at small forward. Um, that I don't think Levert is the guy no. for that for that space. Um, I'd rather have a Coro. But yeah, yeah, me too. With the rest of the roster, so Mitchell coming in. Not a huge fan of Mitchell. Um, but. <sighs> he hasn't played with a guy like garland
0: before
1: that that's i was just about to say that it's it could be good for him to take that load off so he doesn't have to be the guy every single night um and like he's an all-star yeah
0: a perennial a perennial
1: all-star yeah he's he's gonna score and it's gonna help this team and you might say, oh, what about the defense? Well, luckily you have two of the best defenders in the lead <laughs> yeah. backing you up. You know, you got Jared Allen, who often gets ignored when talking about the Cavs because of how good Mobley is, but Allen is just solid. He's, he's a fantastic interior defender. And um, look, if we start talking about Mobley, this might run for two hours <laughs> because I love this guy. I just... Absolutely love this guy. Future star. I'm not going to say anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think um, they've also got some really good depth. I think Kevin Love is an excellent six man. I think when it's not right for Mobley and Alan to be out there together, boom, you bring in one of the best um, shooting big men there are. Yes, he's not as versatile defensively, but you can pair him up with either of those guys, Mobley or Allen. And you've also got, um, I think Ricky Rubio is injured at the moment, but he's going to come back and he's going to fill a role. Um, Levert, I don't mind him coming in and, you know, taking 13, 14 shots, um, on the second unit, let him have his mm. moment. He's kind of a bit like Will Barton, but without the three point shooting. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm I'm high on this Cleveland team. I think they showed what they were last year um, before mm. Jared Allen got injured, and they're adding Donovan Mitchell yeah. to that, and I think it's going to work.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think they sort of they're going to have a similar season to the Grizzlies last year, where they're this young, hungry team, and um, for the regular season anyway, I think it's going to click mm-hmm. for them.
0: Yeah. Now moving to four, I have Miami. And I know I've got Miami higher than you do. I think part of the reason I've got Miami as high as I do is PTSD from a few years ago, where I had them missing the playoffs, and I think they were the one seed. <laughs> and I've just made made a decision that while we've got Eric Spolstra and Bam and Jimmy to not write Miami off, I think that they're mm. a great regular season team. I would like to, I'd like to think that Tyler Hero. Now that he's got his bag, is gonna get better. Um, I've got big question marks over Lowry and Oladipo, but I mean, the X-All stars, ton of talent there. Who knows how it's gonna work? But that's why I've got Miami where I've got them. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, and the, I like I just I get what you're saying, and this happens every single year with them where I'm not very high on them. And last year they turn up as the one season. Yeah,
0: it's it's so uh,
1: uh, it, who knows. And I look, I've I <laughs> I'm probably gonna look like an idiot when when we come back to this at the end of the season having them at seven. Um, I just like other teams more, and maybe that's just dumb of me to think that based on what they've done. You know, like over the last what like four or five seasons they've been great
0: yeah i i think what we struggle with is that they don't have the star talent to the level that these other teams do and that's why it, it's hard to have them so high but i think that the energy and the effort that they put in and then the the way that the roster's built um it just works i mean you've got guys like max streuss and gabe vincent playing meaningful minutes and i don't think that they would you know even see the court if they were on another team um,
1: yeah, well, they just keep yeah. pulling out these guys just out of nowhere and they end up being good. and I bet
0: you, um, um, Jovich is going to be one of those guys as
1: well. Yeah, well, he's 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 got a good name, <laughs> that's for sure.
0: Yes, speaking of good names, a terrible name, the Boston Celtics. We have them, we both have them at three,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're in that that top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't ignore the um, Udoka shenanigans that's yeah. happened. No, he. I think he was a really good coach for them last year, and removing him from the piece a month before the season that that can't be doing any good. And at replacing all. him with who? Um, I
0: don't even. I don't even know this guy's name. I know he hasn't coached a game no, before.
1: Neither yeah well i think that says enough um yeah it's gonna be good deep and robert williams
0: injury as well he's a really important piece of who they are especially defensively are are you telling me al Mm. horford's going to play 36 minutes for 70 games this year no he's not he can't he Mm. was even tired in the playoffs last year um Mm. but i think the brilliance of tatum the brilliance of brown and the addition of brogdon is really going to help them um Brogdon yep. doesn't need to be the guy playing 35 minutes and going 20 and 10 like previous teams have needed him to be. And I think that's going to help his health.
1: Yeah. Well, I I mean, I have him right up there for six man of the year. Mm. He's, he's, I mean, in terms of talent alone, he might be the best six man. Um, yeah. Just, just from what he's done before. Um, and just on Jalen Brown, i don't think he's quite at the level a lot of people think he is um maybe that's bold but last year you know the heat realized if you just pressure this guy when he's got the ball in his hands he's gonna fumble it he's got butterfingers <laughs> he can't jalen brown doesn't <laughs>
0: dribble.
1: No, oh. he doesn't and like i'm sure that he's probably worked on his handle every single day since that series <laughs> I, I i don't know i don't think he's quite at that top 20 player no. a lot of people think he is um he was great in the yeah, fi- tatum finals. on the other hand he was
0: great in the finals
1: finals yes um but he did get a bit exposed mm. and tatum gonna keep getting better he's gonna keep like surging up the Absolutely. ranks collecting those collecting those all nbas yeah i agree um yeah i can't see him getting worse in any way only gonna get <laughs> no, better um exactly and that's, I guess that's the reason why we have yeah. them so high. And
0: one and two, we've both got um, yeah. Philly number one and Milwaukee number two, as you said, could go either way. Um, mm. What do you like about Philly this year that's made you put them number one?
1: So, um, they have a fucking good team. Yes. You look, you. Pull up their roster, have a look. They're great in nearly every position. Um, so, look, we've got we got Harden coming off the injury. I think he's probably healthy now. Um, obviously, you have Embiid. Bringing in PJ Tucker is such such a good signing mm-hmm. for them. Tobias Harris, look, he may not be worth his contract, but he's not a bad yep. player um and then maxi maxi's good and he's, he's gonna very keep good getting better He he's like every season he builds on it um he's he's a great dude to have at the one or the two for you um yeah and then bringing in melton yep melton is fantastic um he's just what you need off your bench and even starting you can probably <laughs> start him in some matchups um yeah and you've still got i just Thibault. think all of are... yep you got Thiebaud, you've Daniel got House, um, you know Montres yeah. harrell Yep, like it's it's a solid team and this is no slight on the bucks and i don't think there's really much to say about the bucks they are who they are they've got arguably the best player in the world and um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to it. They're going to keep doing what they've done for the last few years, just carry on rolling and um, make it really count in the playoffs. Yeah. I think the
0: Bucks are going to be able to hold the fort without Middleton um, for the first couple of months as he recovers. I think Giannis is going to be better. He's gotten better every off season. I think we're going to see him hitting more free throws, shooting more threes, um, while being the same dominant force in the paint. Um, drew holiday again, perfect point guard for this team. Um, Bobby Portis, perfect backup big. Um, the way he's been shooting the ball the last couple of years is a real difference maker. And, um, they're going to have a healthy Brooke Lopez as well. Um, and then Joe Ingalls, when he gets, gets recovered from his injury, he's going to be a real good, um, wing facilitator, take the ball out of, um, Giannis's hands. Um, yeah, jeez, I didn't even know yeah, he was on oh, the yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's going to get that dirty, dirty, um, what's-his-face, the guy, Grayson Allen. Oh, dirty, <laughs> dirty man. Um, Joe Angles is going to get Grayson Allen off the court, which we will um, welcome. And then yep. to Philly, I think that Philly have a really good chance of having three... Guys score 23 points a game and embed Maxi and Harden. I think people don't quite realize how real this Tyrese Maxi thing is. Like, he can score and he's efficient, he can do it from all levels. And I think James Harden isn't threatened or upset by that. He welcomes it. And James Harden is going to be more than happy to sit back drop 21, 22, and average 12 assists if he has to. Um,
1: totally. I think totally the rest
0: of the roster complements those guys. Um, Embiid is going to be motivated again. Um, he hasn't mm. been injury prone in the sense of, you know, spraining or breaking things or tearing things. I mean, what he got hit in the face, that's, you know, you can't predict that you're not more prone to being hit in the face because you've been hit in the face before. Um, Mm. and I think that they're, they're just built, um, to be a really, really successful regular season team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, you're going to get a real motivated team here. And I feel like Harden is over that hump of being the guy in Houston and feeling like he has to do it all. Um, and we'll just, yeah, we're, I think we'll see a team gelling, having fun, and, uh, yeah, killing the East. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that sums it up. Is there I- any other points you wanted to touch on for the standings? No, I
0: think we've covered it well. We've covered it thoroughly. Um, we agree on lots of things. Um, we disagree on lots of things, as expected. But, no, that's been been great to go through.
1: Yeah. Um, do we want to quickly run over awards? Yep, sure,
0: sure thing. Do you want to just the way we normally do this is we have our winner and then our two honorable mentions.
1: Mm, um, should we okay? Let, should we just go through uh, MVP to yep. start off? Okay. Um, I have Embiid, and that is partly because the 76ers, I think will be the one seed. If the Bucks are the one seed. I would have Giannis. Um, yeah, that I look. Both of those guys were second and third last year. I don't think Jokic gets there again. He'll mm-hmm. he'll have the numbers and he'll have the record. But we've seen it time and time again. Voter fatigue. It's not yep, going to happen. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I would have Embiid right now.
0: Yep, I, I agree with you. I think the fact that we're so high on Philly, it makes sense that we've got Embiid there. Um, I do Mm. think Steph is going to be really close. Um, I mean, I do have the Warriors as the one seed. To be honest, I think it's going to come down to who has the better record of those two teams because we Mm. know that they're going to put up their numbers. Um, I think Steph has kind of gone through the, the individual darling story and then the team sucked and then he's come back last year and reminded everybody just how great he is. And I think there's been enough of a break between his last MVP um, and the season to put him back in the conversation.
1: Yeah, I, I and I feel like you can say the same thing about yep, Giannis, definitely. where he's had those two years off off winning um, and people are going to be reminded, geez, this guy might be the best player <laughs> in the world. He probably is. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, moving along, defensive player of the year. I have Draymond as my number one here and my bold prediction is uh Evan Mobley at um <laughs> right behind him.
0: Yeah, I've got Draymond as well. Um he was the front runner to get it last year before he got injured. Um again, mm. I think that this is back ended off the fact that I've got the warriors so high. Um I do think that anthony davis dare i say it is gonna (laughs) gonna make a play for it um he had a disappointing individual season last year i'd like to see him bounce back i think he is gonna bounce back he's getting some of that agility back by um dropping a few pounds and yeah i can just i can just see it happening i mean he's he's always been in the conversation before um and i've got rudy gobert um I just think he's always in the conversation, if, and if all of a sudden Minnesota yeah. are, you know, in the top top five or six defensively, um, it's going to be because of because of Rudy.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, on Draymond, they had a historically good defense last year before he got hurt, um, and I can just see that carrying through the entire season. Um, through to him winning it all and on anthony davis i would agree with you but last year i had the late i was looking back (laughs) at my predictions i had the lakers as the two seed and anthony davis winning defensive player of the year because i thought they're gonna try in the regular season and they didn't um partially due to injury but yeah i I i can't i just can't have anthony davis that high with um his injury history and how i think the lakers will go
0: i understand (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> it might be disappointing for you to hear but uh look it's the truth um so next up rookie of the year this is a two horse race in my book i couldn't really make a pick between keegan murray and uh Paolo banquero but i've gone with keegan murray just because i think um with last year rookie of the year voting um i think cade was the best player mm-hmm. It was very close, and what separated that was team records. Yep. Um, you had the Cavs and the Raptors being playoff teams. Um, well, the Cavs were a playoff team until Mowgli got injured, but um, you had them right up there, and you had Kay floundering at the bottom of the East, and I feel like that made a difference, and I think it's going to make a difference this year with Keegan Murray contributing, but on a winning team.
0: I completely agree. That's exactly the order I have. Um, as everyone's heard, we've put the Kings in the play um, and the Magic not even touching it. So I think that definitely is going to play a factor. Um, my third honorable mention here is Benedict Mathurin. I mm. yes, I know, I know you like like the um <laughs> Zona boy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I just think the paces are going to be shit, and at some point they're going to be like, actually, why are we playing um Buddy Hield and Miles Turner? and those guys and they're just going to hand the keys over to Tyrese and the other young, and is it Duarte and Methron? Um, and I think that he's going to put up good numbers because of it.
1: Mm, uh, Matherin could be that classic rookie where he is horrifically inefficient yep. for the first three quarters of the year and then down the end just goes nuts for the last month of the season. Exactly. Um yeah uh most improved as much as I would like to you know base this on betting odds and get some dude with value here, it's pretty clear why Anthony Edwards is the favorite mm-hmm. um I have him winning most improved player, he's gonna be a lot better, and the wolves will be a lot better um than in prior years. I think we see his efficiency jump up and we see his playmaking get better as well. Um, and it's just a perfect storm for him to win most improved. And a big part of that is over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years, majority of most improved player winners are the not the guys jumping from, from nothing yeah. to, you know, a good role player or a third best player on the team. It's those guys jumping from, yeah, this guy is good to, is Anthony, is Anthony Edwards going to make all NBA this year? You know, it's that sort of level from starter superstar that we see yeah, it's most improved player year. come from. Yeah.
0: Um, I agree with you. I just don't have Edwards as my pick. I've gone for Tyrese Maxey. I think that's linked to how high I am on Philly. Um, I just think that he's going to keep improving his efficiency. I think we're going to see you know, him crack that the mid to low 20s. I think he was just under 20 last year. Um, and I think it's going to have more to do with the wins. Um, the other name I want to throw out there, this is one of my um, flyer bets of the year, but Christian Wood. I think that if Mm. he's got good numbers and is winning and contributing to winning, I think he is in for a shot. Um, And I think Luke is just going to make his life easier as well. Um,
1: Definitely. (laughs) Who else would you rather have passing you the ball? exactly. Yeah. um, For me, I I pretty clearly have Anthony Edwards uh, at one. And then most improved player is such a toss up you can i feel like you can throw any guy in there and realistically they have a chance so i have grouped together two nuggets guys coming off injuries michael porter jr and jamal murray (laughs) um i don't necessarily think they're gonna be second and third in voting um but just from either one of those guys they both haven't had fantastic regular seasons yet and if either one of them makes that leap to being a clear-cut, like, 23-plus point-per-game scorer on a great team, you could see them there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I just think with Jamal, especially people's last memories of him playing, uh, what he did in the bubble, was it, all that time ago? And I think... Mm he's he's gonna this that's the standard he's gonna be held to even though he hasn't has he averaged 20 a game in the regular season yet no he yeah, hasn't even yeah. cracked yeah i mean 20. even though even though he hasn't um i feel like that's gonna be the standard in people's minds but yeah a good flyer for sure
1: yeah um and then moving <laughs> moving on um i have a nuggets player winning six man of the year um i've got yep. bones highland coming off the bench lining it up um in that traditional six-man-of-the-year role where it's you know it's not necessarily the best, most impactful player. It's the guy that scores the most points mm-hmm. off the bench.
0: The Jordan, you know, Williams, the, yeah, the Jordan Clarkson. Lou Williams. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan
1: Clarkson. Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time and time again, that is the guy that wins six-man-of-the-year. Um, yeah, we've already spoken a bit about Bones, so I don't need yeah, to say Bone, much more. Bones is um, in my
0: list. Um, who else do you have?
1: So I have Brogdon. Yeah. Um, I have Brogdon right there it's just the health mm. um, with him he, I think he is probably the best bench player um, maybe in, in the entire league you know but it's not down to who is the best bench player mm. it's um, you know what numbers they can put up uh, so you yeah, have him just behind yeah. bones there.
0: Well, my pick is Jordan Poole That's on the proviso that he comes off the bench enough to qualify. Um, But I think that him missing out on a couple of awards last year, um, voters are going to favour him because of that this year. I think Clay and Steph are going to alternate miss time throughout the year, and Poole's going to be right there to pick up pieces. Um... And I think the Warriors are going to be really fucking good.
1: Yeah, uh, just on that, um, you know, if he's starting a few games, people aren't going to remember that at the end of the season when they're voting, but it's going to boost his numbers for sure. Absolutely. Um, Um, Yeah. uh, And the other name I
0: wanted to put out there is Kevin Love. I think just because um, we're high on the Cavs, I think he complements them really well Um, and he contributes to winning. Um, I think his name's going to be in the mix. I don't think he's going to win it, um, but I think his name is going to be in that conversation.
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, And now, finally, uh, Coach of the (laughs) Year. Um, So (laughs) we've seen a bit of a trend recently where the guy wins Coach of the Year that should have won it the year before. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I have Taylor Jenkins here. I think he should have won it last year. Uh, and Monty Williams should have won it the year before. Um, But just on that with Taylor Jenkins, I think there's a group of about five coaches that are pretty much like neck and neck where it just depends on the team record. Um, Do you mind if I just shoot through those quickly? So we have Taylor Jenkins with the Grizzlies, um, JB Bickerstaff with the Cavs, um, Mike Malone, with the Nuggets, Chris Finch with the Timberwolves, and uh, Pelicans Willie coach Willie Green. I think those five. Yes, it's they've they've got the the mold of jumping up to that next level, and a lot of it being down to good <laughs> coaching. Um, yeah, what, what do you reckon?
0: I have a quite clear cut winner for me this year, and it's actually none of the names that you've mentioned. I think Steve Kerr is going to take it away this year. You're talking about someone that's won four championships in six, seven years, and he's only won coach of the year once during that time. I think he's going to get a legacy award this year. I think it's, I think with the success I'm predicting for the Warriors, it's going to be a no-brainer. But I do have Willie Green coming in a close second with how high I've got the Pelicans. Um but yeah, I do agree with um yeah. the names that you put out there before.
1: Yeah, I mean just on um Steve Kerr, I feel like that's a very similar thing where it's I mean, you said it, legacy pick. Um, because of the last however long he's been coach of the Warriors, but also last season directly, they had great defensive mm-hmm. schemes and obviously the Warriors offense is legendary. He's going to be fresh in people's minds and, you know, Warriors get the one seed. He's going to be right up there on people's ballots. Cause he's, he's a great coach and he's like, regardless, it's like a guy like Spo mm-hmm. with the heat. He should almost be in the running every single year. Um
0: Yeah. With, yeah. Without a doubt. I, I think, we're just going to see a, some legacy awards for the Warriors this year. I've um, had quite a few of their players and personnel littered throughout my predictions here with Steph and Raymond and Paul and Steve, and I think that's just going to be... They had uh, come down for a couple of years while they retooled and then coming off a championship last year, I think it's going to boost, boost them um, back in the discussion. Executive of the year. Did you have any names for this? Okay.
1: Um, Executive of the... the, uh, It's normally whoever's done a big trade, so it's probably going to be whoever the Timberwolves executive is. Possibly. I wanted
0: to put some names out there. I think...
1: Okay, okay, just make sure you say the team as well. I'm not too (laughs) well-versed in my executives. I think
0: that Darryl Morey or Morey for Philly, I think what he did in acquiring um, PJ Tucker and melton and the way that they've retooled is going to put him um in great stead i then hmm. also think that um michael winger <laughs> i think that's the tim i think that's <laughs> what the t- tim t- <laughs> I, I, oh well, there you go sorry no michael <laughs> winger is <laughs> is the clippers <laughs> uh. I just think that
1: Yes, very meaningful yes, award this Very one. meaningful <laughs> award.
0: I think um they've just got a deep team and, and that's sort of my flyer if the Clippers end up in the top four. Um, just with the depth that yeah. they've built. And then the Nuggets GM, um, Calvin Booth. I I oh, think yeah. um with the off season additions that they've made, um he could be in the running as well. But I mean, bit of a throwaway award really.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Calvin Booth, this is his first year as, um, as a GM, I think, um, with the Timberwolves oh, punching I, away. Yeah, our yeah, guy we'll, Tim Connelly. That's
0: Ponnelli. the Timberwolves guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there <laughs> there that? we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, um, is that, yeah, that? I think uh, that,
0: um, wraps up our, um, first episode. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, if you've made it <laughs> <Yeah>. this far, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bit oh, of rambling yes. going um, on.
0: We we were going to talk about um, our favourite picks, favourite bets for the season, but I think we'll save that for episode two. Um, over the next couple of days, um, once we re- yeah. we'll we'll talk about the opening season games and initial thoughts, etc. Yeah. Let's cool. do it. Well, thank you for listening to episode one of the Boxed Out podcast. Jack and I are very appreciative for those of you who have made it this far. Um, hopefully, the episodes will become a bit more bite-sized um, as we get through <laughs> the season. But who knows? Maybe they won't.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe an hour and twenty minutes <laughs> is the perfect length. Perfect.
0: All right. Well. All right. Thank you.
1: Anyway, see you later, everyone. Thank you.